Father's House Community Chapel Word on the Go podcast. Now to today's message. We bless your name, Lord Jesus. We stand in awe of you. Our minds cannot comprehend how big you are, how great you are. So this morning we simply worship you. Take your place this morning. Speak your word this morning. Touch our lives, our hearts, our minds, our spirits this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can you take your seats? Romans chapter 8 and then 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And then 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. I am reading from Romans. And we know that all things work together for good. They work together for good. To them that love God. And to them who are the called according to his purpose. Are you in Romans 8, 28? Let me take it again. And we know. And we are confident of this. We are sure of this. We are persuaded about this. No two ways about this. No shadow of doubt about this. And we know. That all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. Go with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 please. Verse 18. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18. I am reading. Okay let's read it together. Let's go one to go. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Let's take it again. In everything, give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to minister to you out of 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Amen. I'm I'm not the kind of preacher who has a list of topics. And so when I'm invited to preach, then I choose one of the topics and go and preach. I, I hardly do that. Unless I am given a topic to preach on. But I'm the kind of preacher who likes to hear a rhema from God and preach it. Hallelujah. Oh, can I hear you say Amen. And so I want to preach 
on in everything give thanks this morning. Turn to your brother, turn to your sister and say, in everything give thanks. Tell the person, it doesn't matter what you are going through, give thanks. Tell the person, it doesn't matter what you have come out from, give thanks. You are not saying it. Say to the person, in everything, give thanks. Hallelujah. And so 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything, give thanks for this it's the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Sometimes we wonder, so what is the will of God for my life? What is it that God wants me to do? What, what, what will God have me to do? There are many times you ask yourself that question. This verse is showing to us one, one, one of the things that is the will of God for you and for me as a child of God. One of the things that God desires us to do. One of the things that God demands from us. One of the things that God requires from us. He said, in everything, give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So just as it is the will of God for you to prosper in life. And for you not to be a pauper in life. So it is the will of God that in every circumstance of life. You can lift up your hands and lift up your voice and say thank you Jesus. Just as it is the will of God. That nothing will cut short your life and cut short your destiny. Before God's appointed time. I want to let you know by reason of the word. That it is also the will of God. That in every condition of life. You can say thank you to God. Just as it is the will of God. That you walk in sanctification. And walk in holiness. So it is the will of God. That you give thanks. Not just in some things. Or in certain things. But in all things. Who am I talking to here? Just as it is the will of God that when your brother offends you, you forgive him or you forgive her. So it is the will of God that as a child of God in everything you give thanks. God is showing to us one of the things, the many things that is his will for your life, for my life as a child of God. This has nothing to do with the unbeliever. In Christ Jesus has everything to do with those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Because the unbeliever can't give thanks in everything. Can I hear you say amen? Somebody say it is God's will for me to give thanks in everything. I, I can't hear you say it. It is God's will for me to give thanks in everything. This is actually 
how God wants us to respond to the issues of life with thanksgiving. This is the kind of reaction God wants us to have towards the things that happen to us and towards the things that happen round about us but that are connected to us. God wants us to have the reaction of thanksgiving. I'm talking to you. Say amen. amen. God wants us to have the attitude of thanksgiving. Uh, and so how have you been responding to the issues of life? With pain? No. That is not the will of God for your life. I am not saying some things will not cause you pain. No. Some will cause you pain. But the proper and the fitting response, even after the pain has come, is still to lift up your voice and say, thank you, Jesus. How have you been responding to the things of life? With bitterness. No. That is not the will of God for your life. How have you been responding to the the issues of life that come your way, that you face. Uh, is it with grief? Is it with anger? No, that is not the will of God for your life. How have you been responding to the issues of life? Is it with grumbling and with memory and with griping? I brought you a sure word from the throne room that that is not the will of God for your life. How have you been responding to the issues of life that sometimes hit you and sweep you off your feet? God says uh, the right and the fitting response uh, is in everything give thanks. Everything. If I came here for one person it's okay. Because God will wipe away somebody's tears this morning. In Jesus name. In fact, do you know that the Bible doesn't only say in everything give thanks. The Bible also says for all things give thanks. Ephesians 5.20 says, giving thanks unto God the Father for all things. So, God says give thanks in all things. And then God also says give thanks for all things. Somebody say, Lord, I thank you. In all things. And then say again, Lord, I thank you. For all things. Come on, say it like you mean it. Lord, I thank you. In all things. And say, Lord, I thank you. For all things. God is particular about thanksgiving. Hear me. God is not indifferent about thanksgiving. God is not apathetic about thanksgiving. God is particular about thanksgiving. God watches out to see who comes back to give him thanks. The Bible said that ten lepers met Jesus. And they asked Jesus for healing. And Jesus gave them a simple piece of instruction. Go and show yourselves unto the priests. The Bible said as they went, they were healed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, the Bible said he retained 
to give Jesus thanks. Now watch what Jesus said. Jesus said, weren't there ten lepers that were cleansed? How come only one leper out of the ten has returned to give God thanks? How come only one out of the ten has come back to give God thanks? Then he asked a question, where are there nine? The fact that Jesus asked where are the nine indicates that God watches out and looks out for people who return to give him thanks after he has blessed them. Can I hear you say amen? And to confirm that God watches out for thanksgiving, God gave this man a blessing that the other nine did not get. The other nine were healed, but when this man came back to give God thanks, Jesus said, be made whole. For your information, being healed and being made whole are two different things. Why did he get an extra? Because he came back to give God thanks. Bible commentators say that when Jesus tells you be made whole, the disease that you had, it can never attack you again. But if you are healed today, you can be attacked by the same disease again. How did he access that realm? Through thanksgiving. If you are here, say amen. Where are the nine? And this morning Jesus is asking you, where are the nine? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? Where are the nine? In the garden of Eden, he said, where are you? I have come. But this morning he said, where are the nine who will come back and give me thanks? God is particular. You see, when we give God thanks, we are telling God that we are grateful to him. And we are grateful for the things he does for us. When we give God thanks, we are telling God that we appreciate him. And we appreciate the things he does for us. Am I, am I talking to anybody here? When we give God thanks, hear me, we are telling God that we value the things he does for us. We are telling God that we don't take for granted the things he does for us. We are telling God that we don't take lightly and take for granted the blessings he bestows upon us. Whenever we return to give God thanks, we are saying we are grateful. We are saying we appreciate God. We are saying we value the things God does and we are telling God that we are not proud. Proud people do not give God thanks. Are you here? Proud people do not give God thanks. When you don't give God thanks, the opposite is equally true. You are telling God that you are not grateful. You are telling God that you don't appreciate him. You are telling God that you don't value the things he does for you. And you are showing to God your heart. Your heart is full of pride. Anybody who cannot thank God is because of pride. The Bible said about Hezekiah in 2 Chronicles 32. The Bible said that Hezekiah did not return to give God thanks because his heart was lifted up. So the reason why God had rendered him a benefit but he did not come back to give God thanks is because the benefit had caused him to become proud. Psalm 34 
The Bible said, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. The Bible said, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Now watch this. The Bible said, the humble shall hear and be glad. Not the proud. The humble will hear me making my boast in the Lord. And because they are humble, the Bible said they will be glad. As for the proud, they think they get whatever they get by their might and by their power and by their strength. And that is why they cannot give God thanks. But the humble know that whatever they have in life is because of the grace of God. And those who are humble this morning, lift up your hands and say, thank you, Lord. In everything, give God thanks. Everything. It means, and let me tell you something, unexpressed thanksgiving doesn't mean anything to God. If I, if I give you something, Ben, give me five. And you turn and walk away. You haven't said thank you to me. You can say you have said thank you in your heart. The nine can claim that they said thank you in their heart. But Jesus still asked where are the nine. When you don't express thanksgiving. Say it. Thank you Lord. Don't say I said it in my heart. Say it to God. Am I talking to anybody here? Somebody say thank you Lord. It means when God does anything for you. God expects that you return and give him thanks. Oh Jesus. It means when God blesses you, Loretta, God expects that you come back and say, God, thank you for the blessing. When God blesses you, God expects that you come back and say, thank you. Ima, when God lifts you up, and God will lift you up, Ima, in Jesus' name. When God lifts you up, God expects that you come back and say, God, I thank you. Ben, when God elevates you to certain heights, God expects that you come back and say, thank you. Jesse, when God lifts you up, when God promotes you to a certain dimension in life, God expects that you come back and say thank you. Big Nana, when God elevates you and makes your feet like that of the hind's feet and causes you to walk upon your heights, God expects you to say thank you. Uh, Auntie Sophia, when God gives you a fat bank account and you don't know how it came about or where it came from, God expects you to come and say thank you. Whatever blessing, whatever gift that God gives to you, God expects you to come up and say thank you. When you sleep in the night and you wake up at dawn and you still have health and you still have strength, God expects you to come up and say thank you. When you go out of your house and come back in one piece without any head harm or danger afflicting you, God expects you to come back and say thank you when you can breathe freely without any struggle without the help of any tube God expects that you come back and say thank you who am I talking to in this place when you have life when you have health when you are strong and when you are fit hear me by the spirit God says come back and say thank you thank you Lord Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. 
When you were meant for an operation and some way, somehow, God delivered you. You have lowered my sound, I beg you. God expects you to say thank you. When you were delivered from trouble, delivered from danger, God expects you to come back to say thank you. Why? Listen, if I ask you today, give me some of the signs of the end times that you have read in the Bible. You tell me wars. You tell me rumors of wars. You tell me famines. You tell me pestilence. But you never tell me ingratitude. Or unthankfulness. But Paul, oh Paul, writing in 2 Timothy chapter 3 says, talking about the end times and the signs of the end times, he says, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of themselves, men shall be covetous, men shall be greedy, men shall be proud, men shall be boasters. Then he said, men shall be unthankful. So, ingratitude is one of the spirit of the ages in which we live. And don't think that Paul was talking necessarily about the unbeliever. Why? Because immediately after that, he described the kind of people he was talking about. And he said, those that have the form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. So he wasn't really talking about unbelievers. He's talking about people like us, but who come to the place where we allow the spirit of the age to swallow us up in unthankfulness and in ingratitude. Attitude. Am I talking to anybody here? Why don't people thank God? Number one, I've said pride. pride, pride. Ah, the Bible said in the book, Adnezer stood in his palace, beat his chest and said, see the great Babylon I have built by my own might, built by my own strength. Why don't people thank God today? Because knowledge is increasing. Wisdom is increasing. And the Bible said knowledge puffs up. Why don't people thank God today? Because as believers, sometimes we become so familiar and accustomed to the good things God does that we take them for granted. If you haven't subscribed yet, do well to hit the subscribe button for new episodes. Do well to join our Wednesday teaching service and Friday worship service both from 6pm to 8.30pm and Sunday family service from 8.30am to 11 o'clock am and you will be blessed. Who am I talking to here? So I sleep and I wake up at dawn. It's business as usual. It's just a matter of course. I go out and come in one piece. It's business as usual. It's just a matter of course. Arm robbers attack the house next to mine and they leave mine. It is business as usual. Just a matter of course. No! Never become so familiar with the goodness and the blessings of God that you fail to recognize how valuable they are. Sometimes the frequency of the blessings of God makes us take them for granted. Morning by morning, we wake up to new mercies. And so sometimes even in the morning, we forget that there are new mercies available for us because it is frequent and it is on a daily basis. We become so used and accustomed to the blessings of God that we fail to value them. If I'm talking to you, say yes.
or you don't like this kind of message, I'll change it. What title do you want me to preach on? Barracuda. I'll preach on that later. Dr. B. In everything, give thanks. I said, God will wipe away somebody's tears today. Everything. Everything. So the Bible said, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, watch what the Bible is saying. Watch what the Bible is not saying. In everything give thanks. The Bible is not saying, in some things give thanks. The Bible is not saying in a few things give thanks. The Bible is not even saying in a lot of things give thanks. The Bible is not saying in many things give thanks. The Bible said in everything. Okay, the Bible is not saying in the things that happen to me that put a smile on my face give thanks. The Bible is not saying in the things that I face that lift me up give thanks. The Bible is not saying that in good things alone give thanks. The Bible is saying in everything give thanks. Everything means all. All means everything. Are you here? Are you here? Everything means all is a part Everything means all is included. Everything means none is exempted. Everything means there are no exceptions. Everything means there is nothing beyond the parameters of this. Everything means there is nothing beyond the scope of this. Everything means there is nothing beyond the borders of this. Everything means be there is nothing beyond the boundaries of this thing. Everything means there is nothing beyond the limitations of this. Everything means everything. It means everything to see. Everything means nothing is left out. This verse is revealing to us something about the Christian life that even though you are in Christ, yeah, can I say this? It is not every time good things will happen to you. Hear me. I am teaching the Bible. This verse, this verse, when you take it, you read it. One of the things you get, one of the things it is implying, one of the things it is teaching is that even though you are born again, you are tongue-talking, you are filled with the Holy Ghost, you are baptized in water. Hear me, even though you are in Christ, it is not every single thing that will happen to you that is good. In inverted commas. It is not everything that you would have liked to happen to you that will happen to you. Am I talking to anybody here? It's not everything that will put a smile on your face that will happen to you. 
I hear people preach the message, the gospel. Come to Jesus and all your struggles will be over. Come to Jesus and you'll have no problem again. Come to Jesus and you'll have a smooth, unhindered sail from earth to heaven. And I wonder which Bible they are reading. Because coming to Jesus, hear me, doesn't necessarily take away every problem. It will take away some problems. It won't take away all problems. And in fact, there are some problems that coming to Jesus will aggravate and make more intensive. Oh God. Are you here? Are you here? Are you here? Coming to Jesus doesn't mean Everything is glorious. Everything that happens to me, I like it. Because by the time you come to Jesus, you have entered into the arena of battle. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places, against the rulers of the of this present world and so you enter into a battle you enter into a warfare you enter into a fight you enter into a struggle and so it is not all the time you will have everything as you want to I know you don't like this one it is not and it is not because you are living in sin. I'm not talking about sin at all. I'm talking about you are living for God. You are living holy. Even then, it is not everything that will happen to you that you like. I thought you were coming to say minus me. If you say that, you are saying it in vain. Because part of the things that happen to you are for your maturing process. And God won't take it away. You don't mature only by eating sugar. In everything, give thanks. The Bible said there is an evil day. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. You want to know what an evil day is? What Job experienced? Even though he was living a righteous life. It's an evil day. And the Bible said, you put on the whole armor. Not to prevent the evil day from coming. But so that when the evil day comes, you can stand in the midst of the evil day. The Bible talks about the day of adversity. The Bible said, in the day of adversity, if you fail, then your strength is small. So there is an evil day that is a day of adversity. It's part and package of the Christian work and the Christian life. Can I hear you say amen? Yeah. And God is saying that even in the bad things, give thanks. Mm. It's hard, eh? It's hard. I'll admit it. But it's not impossible. Even in the bad things, God says, give thanks. And I'll show you why in a few minutes. Even in the bad things. God is not saying be selective. When he does, when he blesses you bountifully. And you can come and give a testimony, give him thanks. God is saying, even in the bad, even in the bad, give him thanks. In all things. 
when I look at your faces, I want to change my message. In everything, give thanks. What about if I decide to talk about for all things? <laughs> in everything, give thanks. I want this thing to sink into your spirit. Sink. So that when you read this verse, you wouldn't read it as in every good thing, give thanks. You read it properly. In everything, give thanks. What does it mean practically? It means, Ben, when God blesses me with money in my pocket and God blesses me with money in my account, I should give him thanks. When there is also no money in my pocket and no money in my account, I should give him thanks. Are you here? It means when I write my major exams and I fail, and I pass, I should give him thanks. But it also means when I write my major exams and I have learned and believed God and I fail, I should give him thanks. It means when I put my bid down for a multi-million dollar contract, supply and furnish them with all the information they need, and they give me that contract, I should give God thanks. But when I put that same bid down and I pray over that bid and I come to church and I saw a thousand on Monday, saw a thousand on Wednesday and they call me and they say they have given the bid or the contract to another man. Even then, give God thanks. Yeah. It means that times I pray to God and God answers me speedily and promptly. You know there are times like that. The Bible said it shall come to pass even before they ask I've given it to them. And while they are yet speaking I am answering them. There are times you ask God something and speedily and promptly God does it. When he does that give him thanks. But also in times where you pray and it looks like God is distant and your prayer seems to be hitting the ceiling and coming back to you. I say to you according to the word of God. Even in that situation give God thanks. Am I, am I blessing you? Am I blessing you? When God gives you a car, give God thanks. When you are believing God for a car, you are walking. AD11, give God thanks. I'm serious. I'm not joking. In everything, give God thanks. When you are jilted by a boy, give God thanks. When people tell lies about you, give God thanks. When you lose somebody's property and the person is on your case, give God thanks. I'm not joking. In everything and for all things, God says give thanks. Not some things. Can I tell you why God says so? Or should we close? 
I'll tell you why, then we close. Are you okay? We read from Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good. Again, don't read that verse wrongly. The Bible is not saying, and we know that all good things happen to those who are believers. No. And we know, we are confident, we are persuaded, we are certain, we are sure, without the shadow of doubt, no two ways about this. And we know that all, the Bible said, in everything give thanks. The same Bible is saying all, which is the same as everything. All things work together for good to them that love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. And so if you love God and you are called according to his purpose, there are storms that will hit you. There are fires that you will go through. There are rains that will fall upon you. But the Bible said, all these things will work together for your good. Hear me. For that, for the believer, there is an element of thanksgiving that has nothing to do with what God has done already. That is where the unbelievers are. When God does something, they can see, they can touch, they can lay hold on, they can bless God. But for the believer, there is an element of thanksgiving that springs out of faith. So the Bible said concerning Abraham, now I'm in Romans. That even though God had promised him, he hadn't seen it 25 years. But this is how the Bible describes it. The Bible said he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. The reason why he could give glory to God in the midst of the lack, when the promise was not come, was because he was strong in faith. There is an element of thanksgiving that comes forth, that springs out of, out of your faith in what God has said. And so you are in the midst of that trial, in the midst of that trouble. You don't understand what is happening to you. You can't interpret the things that are happening to you. You can't even trace the hand of God in all that is happening to you. But your faith is based solidly upon the word of God and we know that all things work together and so Lord I can't see my tomorrow I can't even feel your presence but I know that in the midst of the things that are happening to me you will cause all things to work together for my good I don't know how long it will take I don't know the path it will take but according to your word all things work together for my good All things, all things, without exception. Am I talking to anybody here? David prayed for his son. I'll close soon, okay? So we can go home. You want to go home, don't you? David prayed for his son. God inflicted him with a disease. David prayed for the son. Fasted. God still killed the son. The Bible said when David heard that his son was dead, went to the bathroom, washed his face, put on fine suit, went to sit down at the table, shop fine, 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 fine. 
Then the servant said, Ah, is he, is he correct? Is he well? Even when the son wasn't well, he was fasting and praying and crying. Now the son is dead. The Bible said he went into the temple and then he worshipped God. Why? All things work together for good. Listen, it is hard, but it is true because God says so. Am I talking to anybody? Am I talking to anybody? The Bible said Paul and Silas were arrested for doing nothing bad. They were only preaching. They were put in prison. The Bible said at midnight, at midnight, at midnight, at midnight, at midnight, at midnight. The Bible said they prayed and then they sang praises. That was their response to what they were going through. Am I talking to anybody here? Job, blessed man. The Bible said he was righteous. I'm rounding up so just flow with me. He was righteous. He was a wealthy man. In one day, within a short period of time, he lost everything he had. Job was there and a servant came and said, Job, the Chaldeans attacked us. They took away your camels. They took away your oxen and they killed all the servants. I'm the only one left. The Bible said, whilst he was yet speaking, another servant came. Job, the fire of God fell. Consumed all your servants, consumed your animals. Before he could say, Jack, the third man came. Job, all your children were having a feast in the brother's house, and all of a sudden there was a mighty wind that blew, it smote the four corners of the house, and all your children are dead. Before he could say another Jack, the fourth man came and said, Job, we were in the field, and everybody was attacked, and your animals again were killed. Nothing is left. Watch Job's response. The Bible said when Job heard, he shaved his head. He was grieved. You cannot afford not to be grieved in such a situation. But he shaved his head, rent his garment, and the Bible said he bent down, worshipped God, and blessed the name of the Lord. Talking about your response to what happens. But his body by his side said, curse God and die. That was her response to what was happening. Curse God and die. You have served God and all these things are happening to you. Curse God and die. But Job's response was, this is terrible. But still, I worship God and I bless the name of the Lord. The only reason why we can do that is because we know that God, in all things that we go through, he causes them to work together for our good. Listen, God's ways are not our ways. I don't have time. I would have shown you how God works. But God's ways are not our ways. When Jesus was leaving, Pastor Andrew, he told the disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel. All the world. But the disciples who were Jews hijacked the gospel. And they were preaching only to Jews. Now I'm in the book of Acts. And all the world was not hearing the gospel. Like today, you and I are not here. And God said, eh, I know how to get the gospel out of Jerusalem. I'm not going to bring angels into all the world. Put a banner, come to Jesus in the air. Everybody will see. No. You know what God did? God stirred up persecution. Persecution is not nice. 
The Bible said Paul will go. That time he was Saul. He will go from house to house. When he finds you are a believer, he will take you and place you in jail. You think it's a nice place. And so God stirred up persecution in the land of Jerusalem. And the persecution was so severe that it brought about a scattering. Only the apostles were in Jerusalem. And then Acts 8.4, the Bible said, And those that were scattered everywhere outside Jerusalem, they went preaching the gospel. How did the gospel get out of Jerusalem so that Gentiles like you and me can be saved? Through persecution. But persecution is not a nice thing. can give you example after example. Example after example. The next time you are in some trouble, lift up your voice and thank God. Because God will use that same trouble to bring glory to you. Am I talking to you? The troubles we go through as believers, hear me, they are the raw materials that God uses to bring good at the end of the day. If the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Crucifixion is a terrible thing. It is a painful thing. But out of the crucifixion, God gave birth to a church. God released the Holy Ghost. Today we are born again. Today we can speak in tongues. Can I say something to you that God will cause all things to work together for your good. It doesn't matter the things you have gone through. Yes, they may have been painful. Yes, they may have been hateful. Yes, you may have been crying over it. Uh, but I came to tell you, don't cry again because out of that same thing, God will cause all things to work together for your good. Am I preaching to a believer? God said that he hasn't finished with you yet. God said that eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither had it entered into the heart of man. The things that God has prepared for them that love him. God said remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Why? Behold, I do a new thing. Listen, stand to your feet, child of God. If you have been crying, don't cry again. God said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul? There's a time to mourn, but there's a time to move on. There's a time to mourn, but there's a time to move on. The same thing that the devil, you see, Joseph stood before his brothers and said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. It means when they put him in the pits, they meant it for evil. But God knew he would use the same pit to bring glory. When they sold him to the Ishmaelites, they meant it for evil. But God knew he would use that same thing to bring glory. When they lied to the father that this is the coat of many colors. We saw blood in it. It means an animal has killed Joseph. They meant it for evil. But God knew how to bring good out of evil. Thank you for listening. You can visit our website at fhcconline.org or follow us on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook via FHCC Official for more information. You can also send us your feedback and testimonies via email to info at fhcconline.org. FHCC, raising ambassadors for the kingdom.